What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm your host, Hayes. On today's episode, we'll be talking about DeMar DeRozan's big fourth quarter last night against the San Antonio Spurs, the Bulls' current four-game winning streak. We'll also be talking about Zach Levine and should he be sitting out in the All-Star game. We'll get into that and open the mailbag all right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. Okay, Bulls fans. So first off, shout out to Ricky Fontaine for hosting the live stream on the channel uh, last night. You guys will be seeing a lot more from him. He did a great job. I'm th- thankful that you guys supported your brethren. You know, Ricky started off as just being a commentator in the in the chat. Now he's hosting live streams and he did a wonderful job on that live stream so i wanted to spend the first part of this show making sure to just shout him out and what he's been doing uh and thank you for the work thank you for uh picking up the baton while i was gone brother and and uh just maintaining the stream let's get into this bulls game uh, against the spurs last night demar Derozan with the 40 piece right 19 of those points coming in the fourth quarter the bulls got 101 points just from demar io vooch and kobe white this was a great game to watch especially like down the stretch, the Bulls be able to to bring that win. They lost the lead there briefly for a second, and they were able to to come back with that and hold on to that lead and end up winning this game. This was a big game for the Chicago Bulls in the sense that somebody, a team that just completely outclassed them the last time. Now, this team has made moves since then in the Spurs. It's not the exact same team that we played before, but still, with that being said, uh, the Bulls faced the challenge very well last night in a way that, you know, I think that we all are happy with. Um... DeMar, so far this season, 431 points in the fourth quarter, uh, which he leads the NBA. The next closest player to him, he still has 66 points ahead of the next person uh, to him on that list. DeMar DeRozan has been the definition of clutch for us this season, and we're going to need that to continue on. But I do want to see DeMar's minutes come down a little bit more. Of course, once we get healthy, we do have to have full health for that to happen. We understand why he's playing these heavy minutes, but... DeMar's just been excellent. And, you know, like I said in my video yesterday, DeMar's been even better than I think, if if we're being honest, than most of the expectations that we had for him uh, coming into the season because you just can't expect a season like this from a player. Uh, the Bulls, again, good, good contributions from Vooch. Great contribution from Vooch, I have to say. Another uh, 25 and 15 game uh, from, from Vooch. I think he actually had 16 rebounds. It's just, it's great to see Vooch has been consistent. He's been uh, playing as well. A lot of the Vooch doubters and haters have been very quiet as of late. Another person who had a lot of doubters and haters coming into the season is Kobe White. It's good to see Kobe White step up when he's in when he's in uh, the starting lineup. It's another thing that we're seeing is that Kobe White absolutely plays better when he's not playing the point guard position. Even when in games where he's had to come in and play the starting point guard because of injury, he hasn't had necessarily the same impact. But I think we all knew that as Bulls fans. This is not something that's new to us for Bulls fans who are true to this, not new to this. We've known for a while that Kobe White is not a point guard, and that's perfectly fine. This has stirred up some more of the conversation of what happens with Kobe White. And one of the things that I want to present with this, and you guys can let me know how you feel. I know a lot of people are saying that the Bulls are not going to pay both Kobe and Zach Levine. And I want to say why I don't necessarily think that's true, especially when you look at some of the knee concerns that Zach Levine has been having. Kobe is, is uh, and again, the Bulls can make another deal to bring another score off the bench at a cheaper rate than what they may be able to sign Kobe with. Because I'm telling you guys right now, what I was saying before that Kobe was probably going to get about 10 or $11 million, if he keeps playing like this and, can, and to piece, together, piece it together consistently, uh, the Bulls better hope that he, that he doesn't listen to other teams because he could get an offer in, in upwards of $15 million. I'm not exactly sure what his 
uh, salary because every every player has a different max that they can get. But yeah, anyway, but I want to present this. Should the Bulls be more be very and and they may very well be be looking in to keep Kobe White for somebody to step up when Zach because that this, the issues with Zach Levine's knee may be chronic in the sense not that he's going to miss a lot of time each and every season, but you may you always have to manage his knee, meaning that you may have to have games and stretches where you sit him on back to backs where you put a hard uh, minutes limit on him uh, for for twenty five minutes or what twenty five twenty eight minutes something like that. Uh, having a player of Kobe White's ability to score is always going to be important off the bench for any team. But I tell you what, Kobe White's haters and doubters coming into the season, the thing, oh, he won't fit on this team. There's no way the Bulls. I can't tell you guys when I started this channel how many people were in here guaranteeing that there was no way Kobe White was going to be on this team after the trade deadline. But anyway, uh, Io again stepping up in a big way as as well. This we like. Listen, I know some people are saying you got to stop calling him a rookie. Uh, he still is. Uh, four assists, 12 points, one steal, one block, no turnovers. That's the key thing that I always look at for young point guards is the turnovers. He's very good at protecting the ball usually. He does have very bad games with turnovers, but he's usually very good at, at, at keeping control over the ball. We know what his, how his playmaking has developed. It was great to see the amount of assists throughout the starting lineup. The Bulls, again, with a 25-assist game, not pushing up to that 30 mark, but we know as they get closer to 30, uh, 25 assists on 46 main buckets for the Chicago Bulls in this game. That is a good balance. Again, 30 assists mark is what we tend to look to judge this team, man, and we know that they're being really efficient when they have that. But a great game overall from the Chicago Bulls and one that I loved. I just love seeing this team play this way. Let's talk about DeMar DeRozan. I already talked about how he is the king of the fourth. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. When I released my video yesterday, that had not been announced, so I did not get a chance to talk about that. But I do want to mention that here. DeMar DeRozan now, uh, you know, only player to have this many 35-plus uh, point games in a row is Michael Jordan. He's now at six. Let's see how far that he can keep this pushing. We do play Sacramento um, tomorrow night on Wednesday, and that's our last game before the All-Star break. But DeMar DeRozan, Eastern Conference Player of the Week, and we all know that's that was very deserved, and shot, and hats off to him for, for earning that. But I want to ask you guys this. Where does DeMar DeRozan rank on your MVP rankings? For you personally, where do you rank? Where do you think he should be ranking? Try to stay fair with that and, and judge that honestly without the just the Bulls fandom. Last topic for today. We have a voicemail from Marvin. Let's go ahead and get into that now. What's up, Paige? Marvin. Great take, man, on that DeRozan uh, situation on the uh, his mentorship for the Bulls, for Io and the young guys on the team. But I just wanted to say this, man, not only for Io, I want to say for Zach Levine also. He's younger than him. Now, picture this, guys. Can you guys just imagine how much pressure is on Zach? Man, he's in a max deal year. And he's not getting all of the fanfare from that team. And he's handling like a pro guy. But I did want to say this, man, because I want to make sure everybody understands how much Zach means to this team. He is the key, one of the key cogs. I ain't going to say he's the total key. He's one of the key cogs to making this engine run. But can you guys imagine him going through what he's going through this year? Now, remember, guys, he's in, the, he's in negotiations of a max deal, and he's having problems with a knee. Now, I do not want to have be the bear of bad news, guys, but let's, you know, hey, let's be patient with him. Let's support him and understand what he's going through. I think he's going to be okay, but we need to make sure we get him minimum minutes all the way down the stretch because we need him more than ever in the playoffs. 
And if anything, all I want to say is this, Hayes and all the fans, let's support Zach, man. He, I think he deserves this contract. You guys do, too. You know how much he's meant to this team. And as far as DeRozan, he's going to be his, – his, his, his presence is going to be felt for years to come. Now, like I said, not only with IU, but with, with Zach and all the rest of the players because he is a monster guy. But uh, how about that Super Bowl two guy? Have a good evening, man. All right, and Marvin talks about DeMar's leadership and the pressure on Zach Levine. And listen, I agree with all of that. I really don't have much to add to it because you hit the nail on the head. There is, and I'm sure that is why Zach Levine, even with the thumb, was playing, with the knees playing, with the back is playing, because not just the sense of what money he may get in the offseason, but this is the first time for Zach Levine that he has a team that is a, has expectations, right? Playoff expectations. And I'm sure that pressure on him is very big. One thing that I think I mentioned it earlier, too, yes, we do need to see when everybody's healthy, Zach Levine's minutes come down. And I do think they're going to try to manage him and DeMar's minutes heading into the playoffs because we should, especially those last 16 to 15 games, we should have our full uh, roster back healthy. So I do think that they're going to try to manage um, their minutes a little bit, especially leading into the playoffs. So we'll see what goes on with that. But Marvin, great voicemail. Like I said, I really don't have much to add to it just because I agree with basically everything you laid out there. Uh, we, we As we get more information on Zach's knee, I'm, I'm sure the, the Bulls, especially now that the reports come off that the Bulls are concerned and worry about it, they are going to try to manage his minutes. And as, as long as we're getting contributions from IO, um, Kobe, and then when Lonzo comes back, Caruso comes back, Patrick Williams, as Derrick Jones Jr. continue to work himself back, I think with the way that this team has played in this recent stretch without him, we're giving a blueprint on, okay, how, when we have Zach Levine, we can maximize the minutes that we have for him, but still manage those injuries. So that is what I'm looking for this coaching staff and this front office to do uh, for Zach Levine heading into the back part of the season. But that's it for me for today, guys. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Like I like to end everything. I love you guys. Go Bulls. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.